Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. If it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. So training your dog isn't just something that you should do here and there ever so often. You really should be doing it every day. Now, is everybody perfect? Absolutely not. Even myself, I don't train every day with my dog. But my dogs have gotten up to a proficiency where anytime I ask them to do a behavior and they do it right, they are technically training. So there is something called greasing the groove. Um, and greasing the groove is just simply practicing small snippets of a particular skill. In our case, it's training over an extended period of time, but short bursts at a time. So you might do two seconds here, two seconds here. Um, the classic example I was given when I was younger was whenever you pass by a doorway, just do a couple pull-ups on whatever bar was there. Um, and that kind of got your body into the motion of always being prepared to do some pull-ups, which is good for muscle building. But when we're first starting off with our dog, we need to make sure that we are constantly training in the beginning, constantly, constantly, constantly training. Um, my second dog, Hawk, when I first got him, it was about two months of every single day working on leash walking, working on good behaviors and uh, managing other behaviors. And now he's pretty good, of course. Um, there's good days and bad days where he kind of forgets what we're doing, but that's every dog. And if I were to jump back into that more in-depth training where I'm working every single day with him, then absolutely he would get into the spot that I want him to be in. So we need to make sure that if we see our dog slipping, we go back, start rewarding them for actually doing the good stuff. But if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. I've said this my whole life. If it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. So if you're going to work on a recall, don't just work on a 10-foot recall. Don't just work on a 20-foot recall. Do a 100-foot recall, a 200-foot recall. Work on your dog being able to come to you over things and has to go under things and go around things and you're hiding and he still has to find you and you know those kinds of things are what I mean by if it's worth doing it's worth overdoing you may never need to call your dog from a football field away but you can right some people who are doing competitions you know your dog has to sit and wait for three minutes you've got to train for 15 minutes 20 minutes even Teach them that sitting and waiting for a very long period of time is the normal. So when you ask them to sit for three minutes, it's not that big of a deal. They actually see that as an easy rep. You know, people are supposed to do this when you start doing competitions for certain things. If you're going to be running a race, right, the classic thing is, okay, well, we're going to practice at 80% speed get the rhythm down, get nice and smooth, build the confidence, whatever. And then when you go to the race, you're supposed to bump it up by 20% to go 100% all out. I think that's very foolish. I should give 100% every single time to the point where the race actually feels like 80% because 
because I'm conserving my energy in some parts of the race and I'm extending in other parts of the race, especially if you're doing a sprint. I mean, a sprint for the most part under 800 meters is just a full on everything you got for as long as you can. So then in training, you really should be doing, instead of, let's say your race was the 400 meters, instead of doing 400 meters, you should be doing 800 meters. You should be doing 1600 meters. Anything that can push your body to the absolute limit so that when you get into the arena, it's a lot easier. Whenever you're training with your dog, push them a little harder. Put them in scenarios where it's going to be a lot more challenging. If you have balance equipment, have them do the obedience on balance equipment. That's going to help them realize how much effort has to go in to actually doing the behavior so that when the behavior is not on the challenging equipment, it becomes a lot easier. If it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing.